0: The theme of our meditation this day is inevitable, and it is based upon the gospel lesson previously read this morning. You may be seated. Dear Christian friends, I really, really like Christmas movies. I like Christmas movies because they all seem to have a happy ending. I mean, I, I just love It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed, guy who feels as though his life has basically been worthless and really never mounted to much of anything. And yet at the end, we've got this man who realizes how many friends and what impact he made in their life, and people are singing. It's a great end. Of course, we've got the insanity of Christmas vacation with Chubby Chase, guy who wants that perfect Christmas for his family and everything just absolutely falls apart. But then in the end, there he is, hugging his wife and just everything seems to be peaceful and wonderful. I also like White Christmas because I like Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye and Vera Allen and Rosemary Clooney. I mean, you got this old general, you know, he makes a bad investment in some kind of inn. Nobody's coming because there's no snow. It's just worthless. There's Bing and Danny and the girls making a big show. And, oh, it's wonderful. And the reunion of his soldiers coming back. And then, ah, it snows. And we have this white Christmas. What a great ending. Irving Berlin's song were just too great. Of course, at Christmas, we've had another wonderful story, haven't we? I mean, we've got this ups and downs, but we've got Mary who is told that she's going to be the mother of the Christ. We've got Mary going off to her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is just thrilled to death that she's there. The babe leaps in her womb. I mean, holy smokes, what a great story. And then we got the little downtime. Because her betrothed husband, Joseph, says, you know, I'm just not buying the story that you're pregnant by the Holy Spirit. I'm just not going to go with that. But, of course, then we've got the dream everything's wonderful he now takes mary they off they go to to bethlehem during that hard trip but then on christmas what do we have we got the angelic chorus we got the shepherds everybody's going out even though the baby is in some trough wow we just went out christmas eve christmas day what a wonderful ending clang Now comes this text, which just seems to be a real downer. You've got the wise men who came, gave the gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Man, it was just wonderful, wasn't it? But they made one mistake. They had gone to Herod. They had the star, but they couldn't figure out where where, where was this child born. They go to Herod. Herod, of course, is just an absolute, brutal, paranoid idiot. Okay? And he says to them, well, I don't know where, but the scribes finally come up with it, and they say, it's Bethlehem. And Herod says to the wise men, hey, guys, go. Once you find him, come back, tell me. I'm going to go worship him. Of course, the wise men are warned, don't do it. And they leave. And we're told then that Joseph is warned in a dream, take the child, and boom, out they go to Egypt. And yet Herod comes and murders all the male children under the age of two. What a happy-go-lucky text that is. And yet it was inevitable. Because we can see from the prophecies We know how it started, of course, Adam and Eve. You know, they they thought they could be like God, and they get tossed out. We know God doesn't say to them, hey, I'm washing my hands of you. I'm going to start all over. What does God say to them? He promises them. Promises them a Messiah. Promises them one who's going to crush the head of the very one that had brought this temptation to them. The head of Satan. But he's also going to die who does the crushing? I mean, the virgin birth is prophesied. Bethlehem is prophesied. The wise men are prophesied. All of this is before us. Jesus going to Egypt, out of Egypt I've called my son. The very destruction and killing of those male children prophesied. All of these things were prophesied. It was inevitable. Now, we don't know when those people was all going to happen. That wasn't something that they knew the date specific. But it was going to happen. And sometimes there are prophecies that we really, really like. And some of them we don't. Some of them are rather harsh. Especially when there are prophecies about punishment. Prophecies of sorrow, sadness. And yet, all of that is there. All of that was laid out for us this day. It was inevitable. But you see, the reality is also that Christ child, that child, as we know in that manger in bethlehem we know there's a a shadow over that that's a shadow of the cross it is the shadow of the cross that that child placed in that manger born was also coming here to die and when our lord jesus christ died it was inevitable it's right there in isaiah 53 it just leaps off the page to us. And you and I, we talk about it being good, and yet the world says, good! He was placed on a cross. It was his throne. certainly wasn't the throne of Herod. It wasn't the throne that David would sit upon or Solomon. But it was a throne. We all know that he had a crown, not of jewels and gems, but of thorns. And there he was impaled on that cross. And people of this world say, you call that good? This man was beaten, 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 beaten. And you call that good? What kind of people are you? And he was on that cross, and they spit upon him. They mocked him. They laughed at him. And you people call that good? Who are you? We are Christians. We are followers of Jesus Christ. And yes, just as we knew and rejoiced and celebrated his birth, Yes, we are so thankful that he came. The word became flesh. The word dwelt among us. And yes, we were warmed in our hearts when our Lord Jesus Christ came into this world. But we know full well why he came. It wasn't to sit on a throne like Herod or David. It wasn't to somehow be this great world peacemaker. It was to come and die. It was inevitable. It was inevitable if this world wanted to be redeemed. It was inevitable if you and I could place our sins at the foot of the cross. This is the blessing that you and I have, you see. This is the story of what God has done. Now, I know you're sitting down, but the world in which we live is not a good place all of the time. There are some bad, bad people out there sure that comes as a shock. And sometimes as Christians, that's seemingly all we want to talk about. How bad, 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 bad. How simple that is. We all know that. Is anybody shocked to hear? It? But you see, we are Christians. We are followers of the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world we are Christians we know that the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world took away those sins on the cross but yes we call Good Friday good but we know Easter is not far behind and yes Easter was there come on in come on in take a look around he's not here and there's a reason he's not here Because he got up and he walked out of here. And he's alive. And we know he went into that locked room. And he brought peace. And he brings peace to us. Because you see, you and I confessed our sins today. You and I have fallen short. We can point fingers all we want. But we know It comes back to us as well. And we know that the fact of our lives is our Lord Jesus Christ lives. Our sins are forgiven. And our Lord Jesus Christ then ascended into heaven. And I'm sure the disciples were hanging out there looking up into heaven going, what are we going to do now? But not far behind our Lord's leaving was our Lord's giving of the Spirit, Pentecost. And those same disciples, those same guys who were in that locked room, the same guys who were in that locked room for fear of the Jews, unlocked that door, walked down those stairs, and walked right out and began to confess Jesus. There was no fear now. What can you do to us? (laughs) You can take our life? Really? Really? We're giving you life. We're sharing that with you. That's the blessing that you and I have as the church. Because our Lord Jesus Christ said to us, as he said to the disciples, I'm with you always. Because those disciples are dead. Long gone. Long, long gone. And yet, Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the close of the age. And he is there in that holy word. He is there for us to read, to see those wonderful prophecies unfold before our very eyes. He is there for us in the wonderful scriptures of the gospel as well as the epistles. Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Take and drink. This is my blood, shed for you. Our Lord is right here. Our Lord is here for us to go into this world, to go, to baptize, to teach, to share, to rejoice to rejoice in the fact that we've got something so wonderful, so positive, so magnificent, that when we walk out of here, we walk out of here because our sins have been laid at the cross, we walk out of here with the very fact that we are forgiven children of God, and we want to proclaim that message. Not to point fingers, but to open hands of welcome hear just as we have heard. What a blessing God has given to you and to me. Things don't always work the way we want them. I grant you that. It doesn't always work out the way we want. But God works through us. Works through you. I just love Christmas movies. They're just so wonderful because they always seem to have a happy ending. But they're not real. But Christ's birth is real. Christ's life is real. Christ's death is real. Christ's resurrection is real. Your forgiveness is real. Your redemption is real. The sacrament is real. And that you see, by God's grace, by God's mercy, you have a faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that's real. And through that faith, it's inevitable that you will have a place in heaven Because that's what God has promised to all who walk with him. So, enjoy your walk. Enjoy living the reality. The reality of a world that's certainly not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But we have come to proclaim the perfect one, our Lord Jesus Christ, crucified and risen. So, I hope you continue to have a blessed and merry Christmas, and I hope that you will have an absolutely fantastic 2020 because the reality of Christ is right here and right there when you walk with him. God bless you. Amen. Would you please rise?